Welcome to Beyond Bitcoin, a podcast about all things digital assets, the global communities they are creating, the generations that are using and investing in them, and the challenges faced by the nations that are seeking to regulate them. The content of this program is not to be taken as investment advice. The opinions expressed in the program by the host and the guests are their personal opinions only. Remember, feel free to subscribe and share with like-minded friends. My name is Derek Graham. I'm the CEO of Portal Asset Management, and my co-host is Nitin Gower, Managing Director of State Street Digital Assets. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome along to another episode of Beyond Bitcoin. My name is Derek Graham, and with me today, of course, is my friend and colleague, Nitin Gower. Hey, Nitin. Hey, Derek. Glad to be here, this time back in the US. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell you what. You get around, and we as a show gets around too. And so last week, of course, we were interviewing our special guests in Dubai, being the team at Crypto Oasis, and getting an insight into exactly what the Dubai ecosystem is like and how it is growing. Oh, by the way, that reminds us that Gitex, the global tech, the biggest tech show in the world, is on this Saturday, October 10 to 14 in Dubai. So that should be truly amazing. But this week... We're jumping back to India with a special guest from Snapper Future Tech to discuss a topic dear to your heart, Nitin, and that's the IBM from your IBM days, and that is Hyperledger, the enterprise-based blockchain, and more broadly, what is happening in this second largest, possibly the largest user of blockchain solutions in the world, India. Over to you, Nitin. Well, thank you, Derek. And again, this is both the topic, the country we're covering is close to my heart. Being an Indian, I keep a tab on what's happening in the in the homeland, uh, looking into what's going on, both in terms of the population, but also in terms of uptake of technology and crypto assets. And so um, it's a really joy to introduce Kamlesh. And Kamlesh and me go back through our IBM days. And he, again, moved on and done really well for himself as a CTO of Snap of Future, TEDx speaker, uh, he also is the Hyperledger Technical Steering Committee, which actually is an honor um, to be a member of that, to shape the industry from technology perspective. Also an IEEE blockchain mentor, and I can go on and on in, of, of his accolades. But recently he was nominated as one of the influencing voices in India. So Kamlesh, a real honor. Welcome to our podcast. And tell us a bit more about your journey to our audiences as you navigate through this. And again, it took you almost a decade. We've been in this journey into to get to a point where you are in, in one of the leading voices in the country and shaping not just technology, but also the regulatory elements that we, that we will discuss today. So I'll, I'll pause here, Kamlesh, to get your thoughts. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Nitin, and thank you, Derek, for inviting. So... As like Nisim mentioned, I, I was a part of the IBM team and uh, from the that time my blockchain journey start as a working with uh, IBM GBS on the time. And unlike other people who started their blockchain career with cryptocurrency and trading in the crypto and building some kind of their coins, but I started my blockchain career with building some kind of enterprise solution that is beyond Bitcoin itself in the 2016. And intrinsic to the first kind of pilot project I did in the IBM GBS that was a travel and transportation, how you can use the blockchain in kind of car sharing business. So that was the first first use case. And in the because IBM is a very good company to learn and explore the your uh, technical 
and your synergy so i part of the various blockchain initiatives in the ibm 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 group like ibm research and part of the top from the ibm accelerator program so that is the accelerator program run by the ibm every year and i was a mentor to the blockchain startups in early 2016 to 17 so that that was the early my career career move and then because blockchain is moving across the country and people are exploring there are lots of startup coming and all the startup are struggling in terms of the skills skill set like especially the who want to build the enterprise solution so they generally want to build on the hyperledger tech stack and the skills were very 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 rare so i was mentoring the couple of blockchain startup on the time and i joined the stumper future tech as a vice president in 2018 and then then we emerged from that time to now having a serving the couple of customer in government of india working with financial services sectors in, in indian business and and lots of other other customer in us and uae you know all is mostly on the enterprise sector so mostly other startup like building some crypto exchange nfts and other things but we as a company mostly working on the enterprise segment so that was my career uh, starting and currently in the ecosystem perspective like i represent the indian ecosystem in the in, the, in terms of the blockchain influencer in the digital transformation and even uh, part of the recently part of the apiri which is a center of excellence by the government of india yeah. to promoting the blockchain ecosystem so i think that is also great move by the indian ecosystem to how they can promote the uh, blockchain ecosystem blockchain startup so i was part of that uh, apiri which is center of excellence in the blockchain for supporting the blockchain startup so that 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 was a, is a pretty my last 6 uh, 7 year journey Correct. in blockchain Correct. No, no. So you you're also at this point in time vacationing in Indore, and thanks again for taking time during your vacation. And some so Indore is a tier three city, so the world knows the big, you know, the Bangalore and the Delhi and the Mumbai. But Indore is again a, a growing city, and you have many such tier three cities. And one of the stats that I read, Kamlesh, is that tier three cities are the fastest growing ecosystem in India. Some stat, I think, the India to me, uh, the ownership rate is almost double the global average. So an average country has ranging between one to fifteen percent. India has thirty percent of of overall crypto ownership in India, um, which again is primarily fueled by the cities like Indore and Pune and many of the other sort of growing communities. um we've also seen sort of you know um as far as the you know the times of india has reported that investment made by indians in cryptocurrencies is upwards of 10 billion dollars collectively in, in a country which is still sort of emerging economy and you have a a, a very large middle class sector so being in indore at the moment what is your like how do you see this like what is the uh, do you get this conversation with chaiwalas when you hang it out to have chai and for the audience chaiwala is someone when you it's a co- common cultural thing to have a cup of tea in the morning in your in your corner tea store uh what is the what is the feel like what is the uptake yeah so so even uh, just yesterday i was uh, uh in the bhopal which is the capital of madhya pradesh as the one yeah. of the state even even tier three city like indore and even even the smaller than indore so i was i was speaking in one of the private university and about the blockchain and very interesting to see the only the first year engineering graduate have very clear understanding about the blockchain 
they know what is the happening in the bitcoin and the cryptocurrency they understand the nft space even even they understand like what is happening in the real trends like suppose like this in the binance uh, smart chain hacked right and that's just the they asked question about this binance smart chain hack hack, hack. so i think uh, now in the even indian tier to tier three cities uh, the engineering graduates so the people who are uh, not living in the bigger cities understand the ecosystem and uh, having the good presence in terms of what is happening even 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 this particular university having a having a 64 startups incubated in the tier three cities wow so that is very interesting to see like like one smaller city one private university providing some kind of a startup ecosystem building and and the engineering graduates who are doing their first year and second year engineering they started their own companies and even interestingly wow. there are some blockchain startup in the tier two so i think no need to move to the some bigger cities like bangalore and mumbai now this smaller city is creating the blockchain ecosystem so even indore like they having i think more than 50 blockchain startup there and working in the blockchain space so i think that is interesting yeah yeah no that's that's true i think that's a very empowering right that back in the day people leave these smaller cities and go to larger cities in 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 tune of opportunities and and i think on this show itself derek and me have discussed the empowering notion around crypto how it empowers people not just as a medium of exchange and store of value but also the ecosystem that's evol- revolving around it and i personally in my last visit of course i was in 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 uh, in delhi and bangalore but uh, as as the tier 1 cities but in my conversation with the ecosystem a lot of startup companies is trying to stretch their startup capital the capital they get to start businesses in moving to tier 2 and 3 cities because the cost of doing business is a lot less and all they need is talent and yeah. we've compared you know blockchain to 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 nation state status on on this show where at this at this point in time doesn't really matter who you are where you live with in fact kanpur uh, you yeah. know uh, derek talks about gaitex and gaitex actually has a, a interesting friend of mine and we should probably derek get him on our show uh, gorov gorov is leading uh, td5 which is one of the biggest ecosystems in dubai with this connection and development ecosystem evolving in kanpur kanpur is another tier 2 city so i think from that perspective super interesting one thing you mentioned kamlesh in your preamble on on you know early on as you were introducing yourself is in terms of the focus from the government apparatus as you know india you know in in in, in countries like india government play a very vital role because of the financial services but also ministry of information ministry of communication ministry of finance collectively have done well so some some things that i i dug up into in my last trip was the national informatics center and i think you were mentioning this earlier has established center of excellence you have niti ayog that actually has a niti ayog is planning commission by the way for many of them which is at a national level a planning commission that plans the five year 10 year journey of india's evolution has a strategy paper on blockchain that covers the fundamental of dlt technology and its potential framework there are various projects that came out of this the national informatics informatics center in applying technology to things like you know your your uh, electronic healthcare record management system vehicle life cycle management system going after insurance and electronics meti which is the ministry of electronics and information technology released the national strategy on on blockchain strategy right which is basically how do we so you have all these government ecosystem with massive focus some level of investment gearing up and and energizing the nation to begin to invest in this in into this tech uh, 
What is the downstream trickle-down effect of these initiatives? Because I also see the taxation, which is rather, um, you know, quite burdensome for the crypto investors and folks who are trying to get into this space from a crypto perspective, not necessarily from technology perspective. And that actually has caused a lot of challenges in terms of a down, uh, you know, downgrade in, in the normal uptake and transaction volumes in the country. So I see this positioning of technology. I also see this draconian measure in terms of not having the right regulatory clarity, which I think is a global problem anyway. And then having this high taxation structure is there a balance there? I mean, what's the what's what is your vantage point here? So I think what I think, what I realize from the government standpoint, like so, there are multiple fronts. So one is like they having a national strategy at the at the national level, like from the Niti Aayog or from the Planning Commission, mighty and creating the startup ecosystem by the Ministry of IT and Telecoms with the IDI I mentioned, is a, is a mentor there, and not just the national level, but India have a different divisional kind of state. So different states also started and having their blockchain strategy like Tamil Nadu e-governance, for example. For example, like Karnataka smart governance is also working on some their blockchain tracks. So they were separate blockchain, blockchain division in-house and created their individual roadmap for the state to develop the blockchain thing. So in different working on e-governance projects or, or some kind of uh, how create the startup because like suppose Telangana with another startup in Hyderabad is the, the capital there. They have a complete ecosystem of startups based on blockchain from last six, seven years. So that is about the enterprise and governance of it. But about the ministry, about the cryptocurrency. So I think uh, all the crypto exchanges and the crypto communities interacting with the, there are separate bodies are created, which are interact with the government in, in discussion about like how they can create some regulated framework or regulated uh, Process to bring the Texas session or bring the, the crypto in some regulated framework. So, but but I still in India there are couple of recent recent news about like whether X crypto fraud or yeah. something other uh, other exchanges. So because lots of exchanges running the their crypto uh, crypto businesses in terms of without having a KYC or having a as a paper currency and converting them as a crypto. So, so there is no traceability of the actual how the fund is coming. Even I was talking one to exchange owner, and they generally get many such customers. They come with like a, maybe ten million or maybe hundred million rupees, and they like just give me the let me suppose give me some Bitcoin out of it without having a KYC. Wow. So, so they so actually they, come up with the money in the suitcase and say, yeah, here's the yeah. money. Give me the. Can you give me the number yeah. of those guys? Because I could really use that. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just joking. Of course. So, so, so <laughs> this kind of thing is creating a problem, and some crypto exchanges do this kind of thing in the in the background. And later, when the ED or another government department read, they not have not having a proper traceability how this particular. So ED is the it. enforcement direct. ED is enforcement yeah. director, which is an agency in India that enforces yeah. some of these things. Okay. Correct. So so and but even like suppose one of my another co-founder like Prashant Suranajan, he also ran the one crypto exchange, but he is following all the KYC norms, and there is no issue with him. But another another startup here now has clear visibility and just want to make more money without following a proper practice. <coughs> So let so, me ask you this, right? You, uh, just to sort of interrupt there, because this this challenge with the cash-led economy, I think India in general, and this is the Prime Minister Modi's sort of push to digitize payments, 
is to remove the cash from the system that removes the dark money and the black money that that has been a burden on the overall economics in terms of money supply. Um, is it still true in the sense that people show up with with a wad well, of cash think, and expect no, you to convert them into crypto and and is is that viewed as one? So my vantage point, Kamlesh, was that India and the emerging economy of the youth in India wants to not rely upon a job and have secondary income and have an out from moving upward. So the social upward mobility that is an aspiration for every youth in, in, in the world, viewing crypto as that sort of echelon to climb on and, and be able to get out there, a secondary income, and hence the growth of 79 million plus different wallets. But then you're also telling me that you have the other sector who is trying to, um, I think it's, it's fascinating and interesting. Um, and, and, and you're right, if there's no KYC, that, that's against the law. And that's, again, this fueling money laundering business. And, and I just want to know what's the recourse there? What is the, how do you do the good and not throw the baby with the bathwater, still adopt this crypto ecosystem, but have kind of, you know, governance and control when it comes down to cash transactions? So, so I think one is kind of ethics of the, the crypto exchanges who are running the business. Another like a strict, like what ED doing, what the ministry doing, and uh, like with a clear message from the RBI, uh, Real Bank of India, like they uh, don't allow this kind of transaction. So this, but I think it's still like, because the India is a huge country and still the, in terms of uh, digitization of the payment, like still I think uh, there are, 1 billion transactions per month happening in a, in a digital wallet. But it's still, uh, there, are, there are people, there are, there are more money in the cash, 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 cash system. So I think that is very challenge to maybe this thing. Or I think if the, there are good ethics players are there in the market who only do the proper KYC and then do the crypto thing, I think that's the only way to do it. Correct. And, you know, one of the challenges, of course, is that India is a cash-based society, so they're used to having the freedom of utilising cash. They're used to not running through accounts and things like that. So they're probably bringing that culture onto this world and hoping they can do the same with it. But look, on another note, you know, one of the interviews we've done just recently, of course, just last one, uh, with the UAE, was discussing the fact that Dubai is providing some $1.5 billion US dollars per annum in government support to the blockchain industry and uh, you know both bringing over um, very large crypto firms exchanges and and um, and developers um, all the way down to building infrastructure within their own organization yet it was only a couple of months ago that we interviewed um, a group from south africa and we worked out that the average South African blockchain project was totally capitalized its total value per blockchain project at 80,000 US dollars. So tiny by comparison, but they were still producing product for their community and for their environment. What are you seeing happening with the actual product that's getting produced there at sort of a grassroots level in India? What sort of products are, um, are they producing and for, for whom do they intend those to be used? So I think India, I think I believe mostly government and other initiatives, larger enterprises are mostly working on some kind of uh, enterprise use cases like whether it's supply chain facility in agri agriculture supply chain digital credential digit like suppose iit kanpur which is another premier institute issuing a degrees on blockchain and like uh, 
like telangana government like uh, tamil nadu government or karnataka government they having a like land registry digitization on the blockchain so like mostly government or the government agencies is focusing on the using the technology not more focused with the cryptocurrency kind of uh, uh, ecosystem building but the another uh, startup ecosystem who work on the crypto ecosystem like nfts or maybe cryptos or defi or some kind of exchanges they are separate so and and that's why like uh, uh, country want to regulate uh, those things where they want to give the uh, wetters to the more technology driven solution instead of some kind of crypto and that's why the beyond bitcoin is the topic always in in the indian leaders in indian government hold on did you say beyond bitcoin is always the topic is that what yeah, you said well then they, they should yeah. invite us to uh, this show because this show is beyond bitcoin <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, right and, and, i picked that up too yeah, <laughs> yeah right and we're available <laughs> yeah yeah even even uh, in the my tedx talk tech talk i was the same topic blockchain beyond the bitcoin well that's, yeah, that's so, the thing it, it, it's so extraordinary important what you're talking about there in the creating infrastructure creating enterprise blockchains building yeah. government infrastructure talking about cbdcs none of that really is directly relevant to bitcoin um and not the word naysayers bitcoin which is we simply are not uh we acknowledge that that bitcoin played a fundamental role in all of this and is considered a store of wealth but it is not generating the smart contracts that are building the communities that we're seeing get built around the world and hence the reason for the name um and so look So you're saying then a lot of the projects are big projects and they're government backed projects or the large enterprise projects are getting and a lot of it's wrapped around really blockchain as a providence validation system distributed ledger technology is that right without the cryptocurrency aspect to it Yeah so so even like if i talk about this uh, cbdc so cbdc i think indian government is doing I think there is a plan to roll out in the next year so next year by quarter one there will be wholesale cbdc will be in the in, in the life and another uh, i think there is a if you know the national permanent purpose from india uh, uh, so uh, the upi and all the mps kind of thing so they have building on the india level infrastructure to enable the, all the payment infrastructure running on the blockchain blockchain based infrastructure so this kind of projects are big like even the uh, indian upi system is a great story and success to the world and now they're adding those system uh, backend is a blockchain so can you give us an, an idea there so upi so first please explain that and secondly yeah. what sort of size yeah. is that yeah so upi is a like a uh, uh, unified payment uh, interface. interface so it's okay. simply like for example you just scan the qr code and you can make a payment you can enter a mobile number and can make a payment and that is a some kind of real time payment and you can do maybe uh, one cent transaction to the maybe uh, thousands of trans- uh, dollar transaction in a, in a in a real time and in current volume is around a billion transaction happening every month and that is a huge because yeah. even the mastercard or maybe visa is doing globally that is happening only in india by the upi kind of system and uh, also like whenever you do travel there is a fast track kind of system there is another kind of you just cross a toll booth automatically your um, uh, balance will be deducted from your account via the automatic uh, uh, reading code and all is running by the payment system backend by npci and they are working on some kind of 
blockchain based layer on all the this products where the upi will be running on top of blockchain uh like fast tech kind of systems running on a blockchain based layer to and if this kind of uses then this this will be the great example even more powerful than the china blockchain ecosystem you know what's interesting yeah, so, there is that of course the upi which um you know you've had so much experience in this over the years generating payment gateways and systems such as that um and this is enterprise based plus yeah. you're utilizing blockchain to validate the transactions so it's not the sort of the the distributed ledger technology that we often talk about in this open source world this is utilizing the accounting system to validate existing transaction systems and 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 really value add to what already exists is that right yeah right. yeah and and so one thing on this um, kamlesh just pre bring up because i actually went and spent some time in delhi in teaching uh cohort from masters union um again entrepreneurs and folks who are trying to understand the space and and one may it's is my give back to the country that i'm from one thing that came up was so npci is national payment corporation of india that created this sort of upi which is universal payment interface which is digitizing the payment so this is basically the the hawkers and the vendors uh, who may not want to be in cash led economy and 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 be able to, for you to be able to buy vegetables for example using this qr code and it makes the payment velocity much faster so it's efficient uh, but it's still serving as as kamlesh mentioned a billion transactions per month still has india has a long way to go to address the 1.4 billion people who are in the country and then kamlesh as you know there was a and you shared this on linkedin by the way you shared this thing from um the, the paper from rbi on yeah. the digital rupee which is the cbdc and the question that i asked my students and the cohorts that i was working off is that we already have upi and everybody's singing praises of upi and how efficient it is in the country so when you already have four payment systems in the country upi is one of them for domestic payments then what is the impetus that drives the central bank digital currency initiative which i think is progressive that you're not sitting on your laurels you're constantly looking into it and all the payment yeah. systems the nfts and rtgs and upi and many of the other systems that are riding on the existing rails are efficient they're doing their job to serve the 1.4 billion people in the country for varied payments india is the only country that serves the real time security settlement system anywhere in the world and now they're progressing towards a dlt based so none of these systems are dlt based except the central bank digital currency is envisioned to be a blockchain based system so love to get your thinking is to what's driving in spite of having all these innovations they continue right. to say we're not going to rest at this we're going to do more and do better which i think is fantastic but love to get your thoughts on what's driving that yeah so i think uh, all other different initiatives in the payment industry for the blockchain is a different to maybe make the current system efficient but the cbdc perspective like there is the same argument every always even the most people here like we have a very strong and stable system like upi why we need a retail cbdc also cbdc could be the could be the the first point because you are making the payment between the banks but retail cbdc may be not required but what i believe the government have a different agenda to how they can create the new use cases out of retail cbdc for example like programmable money like for example like india our government may distribute lots of money to the farmers or to some to the particular person so how you could program the money like this money could be used for the particular this purpose only so this kind of use cases are in the plan to 
or that's simply like for example like in india maybe like government of india gives subsidy to maybe use this particular money to maybe only buy a fertilizer or seed but there is no track like whether the farmer is buying the fertilizer or seed or he is buying something else so the the plan to use cbdc kind of thing you could program the particular tokens and then token will be used for the particular purpose only so mm-hmm. this is the kind of the use cases they have have in their mind like when the cbdc will be introduced you will program the money you can program the token and you according to the whatever the uh, program meant for or money meant for it will be used for that purpose only got it no no that's uh, that's super interesting um you know i think uh, this is again yet to be seen uh, launching up, i believe in 2023 um and that galvanizes the moment right it's not just about quote unquote crypto and yes it is always going to be a beyond bitcoin conversation anywhere in the world and and derek good job for, for picking the name for our show because it's going to be relevant no matter you know what anybody mentioned i think we should copyright it so we can monetize it at some point Uh, but but that aside i think uh, kamlesh those insights were truly valuable especially you know um love to visit indore sometimes uh, and and see what what the hell's going on with this startup ecosystem i have been energized every time i go to india in terms of energy of the youth and the young folks who are trying to build and understand the global system so whatever they're building is of course made in india but it's made for the world which i think is such a powerful statement that india's coming out with uh to me gives a hope as an indian but also gives me uh, a tremendous amount of joy and pride that uh the community is coming so well together and supporting uh and embarking on the opportunities that crypto has to present of course with every good thing comes the sidelines which as you mentioned the kyc challenges the cash economy which but i'm hoping over time that changes so i'll pause here derek and i know we could talk for hours but back to you Well, I've got to say this journey around the world that we all continue to take is extraordinary because we get to understand what different cultures are doing and interpreting it. I mean, Dubai with their large amount of money building infrastructure and putting their entire governments on the blockchain um is extraordinary. And then, you know, South Africa we talked about before um and and they just need for tiny little micro blockchains that they're creating small communities out of. India plays another role too, of course, and that is that you know you're an enormous supplier of software engineers all around the world you know literate numeric capable of being able to develop software products and and this world is is going to be in need of you i think it's going to be really interesting to see not just what government payment systems are getting developed there but what your communities are going to develop in india because you have an extraordinarily diverse range of cultures and languages and and religions there that are different communities it'll be fascinating to see what they create in the form of non-fungible tokens and community driven products um what are your thoughts there so i think you are right, right like india is a kind of uh, uh, supplier for the software developers and especially in the currently in the blockchain ecosystem similarly like there are multiple initiatives by the government itself to create the blockchain developers or blockchain engineers so like so there is a nascom with a with a industry it body which take care about the create the digital skills so even like my my organization indian blockchain institute which is the tech training arm of the system of future tech is partner with the nascom to create the blockchain developer and engineer this is another initiative another like was the is uh, a we top 30 50 influencer created the india blockchain forum so there is forum is talk about the educating the 
educating the people educating the government or getting the ecosystem of developers so and there are many such initiative like indian blockchain institute like upgrade like idoreka and many different edtech platform emerged in the last 4 to 5 years who are working on the blockchain training and education so so the, so we can create a more developers and who can need who can fulfill the need of the blockchain development while building a blockchain product and services for the customers for india and out for the world mm. well i got to say it's is some um, watch this space because we have spoken about this so many times nit and the fact that india is so enormous and is a major user in this and possibly the largest user in the world that are just not dedicated only to investment but utilizing the transaction aspect of this uh, and it will continue to grow um thank you so much for joining us thank you also for sharing a little bit of the sense of india bringing back memories of when i visited india which is beeping sounds of horns in the background and kids chatting away it feels like we're really there <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us nitin Yeah no thank yeah, you Kamlesh for taking time during vacation and enjoy Indore uh, someday I'll visit uh, Indore um, just to kind of get the feel uh, you know of the city and town but thanks again for making time and uh, we will you know looking forward to the next chat at some point Yeah thank you thank you Nirik thanks We hope you enjoyed our weekly conversation If you have any questions comments or suggested topics please contact Nitin Gaur or myself on the emails displayed here or via our LinkedIn profiles. Feel free to subscribe and share with like-minded friends. Stay well, inquisitive and engaged. See you next week.